Today's episode of Distorted View Daily is brought to you by AdamandEve.com. For a limited time, get 50% off just about any item using coupon code FREAK at checkout. That's F-R-E-A-K. Go to Adam and Eve, pick out something you like, add it to your cart. Make sure to use coupon code FREAK. You'll also receive three free movies on DVD and the mystery gift, all with free shipping. Remember, you get 50% off just about any item, three free movies, a mystery gift, and free shipping. AdamandEve.com, coupon code FREAK. F-R-E-A-K. Hey, Freaks, it's Monday, July 26, 2021. Coming up on the program today, making the ass meat of two men kiss. The mere sight of olives drives one woman to hysterics, caught lubing up a horse's vulva, and spornosexuals. What the hell is even that? Find out today. Distorted View Daily proudly presents Cooking with Placenta. The placenta is going to be cooked and made into a placenta pate. This is Rosie's placenta. Waste not, want not. The challenge in working with a new ingredient is guessing how it will behave when cooked. So after the excess blood has been rinsed from the placenta, Sue suggests we slice it up to check out the texture. Look at that in the middle. Fascinating. Look at that. It's quite meaty, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Look at that. Almost purple. Yeah. Really rich looking. Next, Sue blends half of the placenta with a little butter, the onions and garlic, and chopped parsley and sage. That could sit up on some toast really nicely, yeah. couldn't it? Yes, it could. Shall we see where we are for taste? Sure. Have a little go. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> can't stop puking. It's the Distorted View Show with Tim Henson. What the hell is even that? The vagina is full of AIDS. Well, I'd rather have sex with a dildo than your cock anyway. What's the juice? Yeah, burrito number three. What's the juice? All right, hey, freaks. Tim back here with you to kick off a new week of programs. Got a great one for you today. Before we get into anything... Let's check in with my most current obsession, TikTok. Now, as you freaks are aware, there are many, many, countless TikTards. I obviously can't feature them all. I have a hard time picking out which ones to play for you. That's why we have the big board. Who's on the big board today? Meth head granny? Fat woman who can't speak without gasping for air? Anti-vax Karen? Oh, so many good ones. Let's see what we're going to land on today. No whammies. And stop. What do we get here? Old man whose face is too close to his camera. Well, that doesn't really sound that great. Well, let's take a listen. Well, well, here we go, friends. First of two animals tonight. Prostate surgery in the morning. I'll let you know how things come out. We couldn't just let that app be for teenagers. See what happens when the olds infiltrate TikTok? Hang on a prostate exam tomorrow. Through the magic of the internet, you can share in this majestic moment. I'll be live streaming. Watch the doctor shave my prostate. Oh, I don't shit all over him. 
That's what the two enemas are for. It sounds like he was just uh, administering the first enema uh, when he recorded himself. Well, here we go, friend. First of two enemas. <laughs> first of two. This is something I picked up from the queers. There's nothing to smear when the water comes out clear. When the water's still brown, it's time for another round. That <laughs> kind of rhymes. You know, gays are very lyrical. They like musicals and pageantry and stuff. They really respond to rhymes. That's how they learn things. They. I never include myself in their fucking shenanigans. No shenanigans. I'm sorry. That is the correct way of saying that. Shagagnians. Thank you for correcting me, Patrick Mitchell. He's another one we need to check in on. He is still alive because, uh, as far as I know, uh, I am Facebook friends with him, and occasionally I'll get notification when he posts something. He's still out and about. Uh, back to this TikTok guy. He's got a really crazy username. It's like user 8766196307551, Mikey US. Uh, so I tracked him down here, and I, half the time I don't understand what he's saying. <laughs> I learned something new today. When women have menopause, men do too. What was that last part? I, I have to just mention, he's not using a voice box, right? It's not like he has a hole in his throat or something. This is his, it, he's speaking through his mouth. I learned something new today. When women have menopause, men do too. Right, a metaphile man meant to. No idea what he's saying. Uh, if you're curious about this man's prostate, apparently he was going in uh, for a, for a biopsy, and that's why he needed to take his enema. Everything went okay. They didn't just take two biopsies; they took fourteen freaking biopsies. I couldn't believe it. I was in there for two hours with them sticking that damn thing up my crack. God, getting old sucks. I'm thinking this guy smokes out of his butthole. I think he got to the point where he wasn't, re you know, he wasn't receiving enough satisfaction smoking out of his mouth. Now he's just plugging up all his holes. Need more nicotine. Butthole is all tarred up. I'm glad the uh, the procedure went okay. I guess I don't know. 14 biopsies makes it makes it seem like the doctors think something's up. But this dude is uh, back home resting comfortably. Probably has a sore butt. Join the club. <laughs> Speaking of sore butts and gay shit, thank you so much to someone in our Discord. I'm sorry I don't have your name in front of me, uh, but uh, they provided a link in the Discord to uh, a fistfuck video featuring Hunger FF, a gentleman we have featured a couple times on the podcast. I meant to play this for you last week. That's why I can't remember who posted this in the Discord. Uh, but, you know, this tab has just sort of been up in my browser for the better part of a week. And I would like it to go away because the thumbnail is just a wrecked asshole. And I'm tired of looking at it when I accidentally click on the tab. These are the types of problems I deal with on a daily basis. You've heard of first world problems. This is fucking retarded podcast problems. All right, let's see what we got here. We got uh, just a couple guys just fucking around. They both have blown out asses. And it uh, looks like uh, uh, lube is being poured down their cracks. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? Push it out. Push it out. Get that. Oh, well. 
That's the greatest part of having a blown out asshole after being fisted for, for years and years. When someone says push it out, you can hear them push it out. A well-fisted asshole being pushed out sounds a lot like an old woman getting up from the couch. You know, it's like, uh, uh, knees cracking. Pretty much what this butt sounds like. <laughs> I think the butthole on the butt, it's, it's so sad that I can, I can tell. <laughs> I can identify prolapsed asses. Yeah, that prolapsed ass, I will recognize that anywhere. That's Hunger FFs. Oh, I've been doing this fucking shit for too long. Uh. So the fister is fisting two buttholes at once. Hunger FFs and some other dudes. Now, you know, looking at the two buttholes, um, I can't help but notice that Hunger FFs just looks more appealing and I and I hate to use terms like that when describing shitters but hunger FF's butt at least retains that butthole look that round sphincter you want in an asshole that other guy on the top his his butt is like his butthole is like drapery you know what I mean like it's long And it, it doesn't look like a butt. It looks more like a vagina. Oh, fuck me. Oh. Oh, fuck. Oh. Oh, rubbing the tube together. Yes, both of their assholes are pushed out to the max. And uh, the guy who's doing the fisting has grabbed each of their meats, their ass meats, and he's pushing them together, basically making them kiss, making them touch. The the insides of an ass are on the outside and they're touching one another. I mean, this is some groundbreaking fist porn. I don't know if this has ever happened in the history of sex where two assholes have touched. It's like two stars colliding. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen here. You might just see the formation of a black hole. Oh, rubbing the tube together. Oh, oh. oh, I actually see two black holes here. Yeah, one of the one of the buttholes got sucked back in. He got shy. And now this guy's trying to coax it back out. Come on, send it back out. I shouldn't say coax because he's really he's jamming his fist in there trying to pull out the meat oh. again. There you go. Fuck. Oh. He's really rubbing uh, both of those things hard together like he's trying to start a fire. Oh. 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 Yeah. Anyone else smell smoke? Oh. <laughs> I don't smell smoke. Yeah. Oh. There is an odor. In the air, though. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Battle of the prolapse. There can be only one hole. Video is 12 minutes long. I'm not going to play the whole thing. Let's just see how it ends. Oh. Yeah, now these guys are um, backed up into one another with their assholes hanging out. So they're, they're, they're literally bumping prolapses. Oh. 
<laughs> Doesn't sound like it feels good. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Hunger FF is tapping out. And Fuck. it's interesting. Oh. He can suck his prolapse back into his ass by himself. No assistance necessary. The other guy, the one who really has the rect loosey-goosey, no rectal elasticity, he just has this asshole hanging out, and he needs assistance, right? He he needs someone to basically punch-fuck the meat back inside of him. Just It's a cautionary tale. Sometimes you can go too far. That butthole is beyond repair. I was checking out Hunger FF's bio. Apparently, he's 32 years old. And he lives in Florida, naturally. I'm a huge fist piglet. Love all things ass. Fisting, eating, punching, double fisting, triple fisting, quadruple fisting. And then in parentheses, I can dream. Regularly bicep deep. And I can be shoulder deep depending on mood and the top's skill level. I have an insatiable, greedy, and constantly hungry hole. I've been getting fisted regularly for 10 plus years. I feel so bad for this guy's butt. He's only 32 and this is what's happened to it. By the time he's, let's say, 50, he's just going to be like dragging that thing on the ground. It's never going to go back in. Oh, why would you do that to yourself? All right. Well, uh, congratulations, Hunger FF. It sounds like you're living your best life. Ting. Uh, Longtime listeners of the show may remember that uh, on a few occasions we featured the Maury show. Remember that talk show? I don't even know if it's still on the air. Maury Povich, Povic, Povich, whatever his name is. Uh, He was the guy that would always have those DNA shows. A couple would come on. The girl would be like, uh, Maury, my boyfriend doesn't believe that he's the father of my child. And then the boyfriend would be like, I ain't the father. That kid looks nothing like me. He's black. I'm white. And then uh, Maury would have that big manila envelope, right, where he'd open it and be like, all right, in the case of Devante Trevor, you are not the father. And then, like, hip-hop music would start playing as the guy, like, leapt from his chair and started dancing and really rubbing it into the lady's face. Like, ha, 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 I told you, that boy ain't mine. This is your problem, you fucking skank. I always thought that was, like, a funny reaction. Not because of the dancing and everything, but it's just really mean. Like, was is it called for... This woman obviously thinks you're the father of the kid. And some part of you must think so, too. Like, I've been banging this bitch. There's always a possibility it could have been mine. Right? I mean, you guys have had to have had sex a few times for this even to be in the realm of possibilities. So, okay, you're not the father. Be happy about that. But why you got to rub it into this woman's face who now has absolutely no idea who her kid's father is? Ha ha, that little shit is a bastard. Not my problem. Smell you later, bitch. (laughs) And he zooms off. I don't know why it sounds like he's in an electric wheelchair. (laughs) I told you I couldn't have kids. I'm a goddamn quadriplegic. Dumb cunt. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, that's the type of stuff Maury is most known for. However, here on the podcast, 
I used to play clips from uh, a few Maury episodes where Maury would gather guests who were afraid of weird things, most notably pickles. There was an episode where a girl came on the show. She was deathly afraid of pickles. So what does Maury do? He sends her to a pickle canning facility. Because Maury's a dick. And then back at the studio where this girl thinks she's safe, stupidly, Maury has her come out on stage and then chases her around the studio with a jar of pickles. And everywhere she goes, everywhere she turns, there's pickles. And she's just screaming her poor little dumb head off. In other episodes, like, uh, women are afraid. It's always women who are afraid of anything. Uh, The woman is afraid of cotton, I think. And Maury had one of his staff members dressed from head to toe in cotton balls. It was like a giant cotton monster chasing her around the studio. It is some insane television. Oh, believe it or not, there are still some phobia episodes I have not seen. And over on Maury's official YouTube page, he's been uh, posting clips from The Vault. And uh, one in particular I'd like to share. Recently, he posted a video from the episode, I'm terrified of spiders, lizards. Those are like normal-ish things to be afraid of. Uh, I'm terrified of spiders, lizards, and olives. And uh, the olives thing is the one I really want to focus on today. Here she is walking on stage very cautiously. <laughs> What's the matter? What? There are no olives near me. There are no olives here. There are no olives here. <laughs> Don't fall for it. Of course there are olives there. <laughs> olives? Wait a second. Wait a second. Can I? Let me ask you something. My God, you're holding on to my hand. He's going to pull it off. Sally. Sally. Black olives or green olives? Any. Any. Co- doesn't matter. Okay. Why olives? Because they remind me of dead people. Why do they remind? Why do they remind you of my, dead? My grandpa sat up in his coffin and looked at me when he died. What? So he looked up at you when he died? With green eyes. With green eyes? With a black in them. Oh, the olives look like dead people's eyes to her. (laughs) Okay. I can sort of see that, actually. What were you in this house? Like zombie eyes? Seven. And you really believe that your grandfather came right up out of his coffin and he had green eyes? And ever since then, you've been scared of olives. Do you eat olives? No, we can't eat them down the Okay. Now... She can't even formulate words here. You can't even go down the aisle of a, depart- of a grocery store? No. Mary, you won't let go of me. She really does have a death grip on Maury's arm. Bring out the olives. Remember when Maury says that there were no olives around? See, he's a big fat liar. Sally! Sally, I don't have anything! Sally, I don't... She sounds like a zombie herself. This this has got to be bullshit, right? Because really, aside from these type of people appearing on Maury, I've, I've never seen them featured anywhere else. You'd think there'd be like a whole reality series devoted to this, like Intervention or Hoarders. I would watch that. Here's just a little bit from a woman who's afraid of birds. Now, Sandy, 
I'm going to bring out a bird here. At least Maury warned her, gave her a heads up. No. Yeah, yeah, we got to do that. Okay. We, we got to do that. No, you don't. This doesn't help anyone overcome their phobias, it appears. Okay. You want to hold on to me? Wait, 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 wait. Just what? tell me what door they're coming out of. I don't know. I, I don't, just tell me to hold you, Maury. Uh, come on, hold Maury, my hand. Stand up here and hold my hand. I trust you. Okay. Maury, don't do me this way. I trust you, Maury. Okay. I trust you. Well, there's your first fucking problem. Don't trust the man whose ratings depend on you freaking the fuck out. Maury, I trust you. I trust you. Okay. I trust right, bring you. out the bird. Sandy? <laughs> There she goes, flying backstage like a bird. <laughs> a totally predictable response. All right, just a little bit. Some classic Maury stuff I haven't seen before. Real quick now, before we get into the news, I was sent by a few people uh, the trailer to the upcoming animated series on Netflix called Q-Force. It's a cartoon depicting the first queer spy division. It's like a gay superhero group or something, and uh, let's see how this goes. Hey, Twink! Oh, hey, girl! All right, I'm out. Sorry. Okay, deep breath. This is my job. I gotta watch this. All right, let's start over. Hey, Twink! Oh, hey, girl! That's my job, Daddy. Right? We're Q-Force. We're the first queer agents in the field ever. So, I guess Q-Force, the gay spy agency... (laughs) Uh, is comprised of, like, uh, gay dudes and then um, drag queens. I'm sure there's some non-binary people in there because you have to have those. The best spies in the world. Don't get me hard right now. That might be one of the non-binary people. Sounds like a woman, but has a dick that can get hard. I just want to know, like, why there needs to be, in, in this world that they've created, right, what is the reasoning for Q for, needing Q-Force, a whole group of, of gay spies? It's a cartoon, of course, so, you know, there, there could be any dumb reason for it, but... All right, freeze! The room's empty. I wasted all that masculinity on nothing. Not nothing. My little butthole went boop! Like, this would be funny... It's funny if you're, like, making fun of gay people, right? It would be wrong. It's considered offensive now. You can't you know, go around making uh, fun of gay people like that. But something about it where it's like, you know, this is a gay show with gay actors written by gay people. And to have lines like that. My little butthole went boop. I don't know. It's not, it's not funny. You <laughs> can't pander to the gays. They can smell it. You're acting like Citibank at Pride. That drives me crazy, too. I realize, again, this is just a dumb joke in a cartoon. But this is a common thing with gay people now. Before, all they wanted was to be accepted. And now there's all these companies like Citibank, for instance, that uh, come out in support of gay pride. They have the, you know, they change their dumb fucking logo to a rainbow in June because it's gay pride month. And now gays get all upset because in July, when it's no longer gay pride month, they take their little rainbow logo away. Boo fucking who? Just proves Citibank doesn't care about gay people. They're just doing it to look good. It's like, yeah, they're, they're, a business. They're running a business. They're going to do business things that are advantageous to them. Why fucking turn them into villains, though? I mean, there are so many ways you can look into a business and see uh, who they're giving money to, what their policies are, what they're doing year-round, not just in June. 
by the way, isn't like Citibank that credit card company that's letting trans people use their preferred name instead of their legal name? You know, like on cards and stuff. Like, what the fuck do you want from these companies? That has nothing to do with this dumb Netflix show, which looks awful, too. God, gays are just ruining everything today on the podcast. Their buttholes, cartoons, everything. All right, in with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre twist of the fucked up news right now. If you are not a member of the Distorted View Sideshow, our member site, what are you waiting for? Help support this stupidity. Every week we do Sideshow exclusive programs, typically on Tuesday and Thursday. Um, Two times a week is the norm. Last week was no different, even though we missed a show on Monday. Pushed everything back a day. Uh, Sideshow Freaks still got their two exclusive programs. It's a great time to sign up. Memberships are very inexpensive, only $6.99 a month. Even less when you opt for a quarterly, semi-annual, yearly, or lifetime membership. All major credit cards and PayPal accepted. In addition to the exclusive shows, uh, you gain access to the entire archive of podcasts. We've been at this since December 2004. That means there's like 4,000 shows in there to listen to. Just so much of this very masculine voice. Eh. It's funny because it has changed over the years. You listen to those early episodes of DV, you will be shocked at the fact that I am not a 13-year-old girl. A lot of people were under that impression for the first couple years of the podcast. At some point, my balls dropped, or I applied enough filters to give the illusion that I am, in fact, a man. Go through the archives, and you can probably tell when that switch occurred. Again, superfreaksideshow.com, that is the website for our member site. (laughs) I was really... Trying to think of a word other than sight, so I didn't have to say sight twice. Could you tell there? There was a little pause, and I couldn't find a different word. So, went with sight twice. And now I'm drawing even more attention to it. And it's still happening. Oh, my God. How can I get out of this? Superfreaksideshow.com. Okay, three very quick stories now. First up, do you guys know what a spornosexual is? Sounds like some made-up bullshit to me. Let me guess. This has something to do with social media, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok. That name, Spornosexual, just reeks of social media influence, doesn't it? All right, uh, the men who spend all of their free time pumping iron at the gym, I can relate, and posting the results of their hard work online have been dubbed Spornosexuals. Here's the deal. The term Spornosexual was coined by cultural commentator Mark Simpson. I'm kind of pissed off because I'm a cultural commentator, People pay me for my views and opinions. I make a very healthy mid-five-figure salary. I've coined the terms unsavory and near-deads, but I don't see those words popping up in news stories. I need a, a publicist or an agent or something that can really get my name out there. Anyway, this Mark Simpson character was describing men who go to the gym in order to post selfies of their beefy bodies on social media. To be perfectly fair, why else do men go to the gym? They want to get buff and they want to show off their bodies. It's not to get healthy. I mean, the guys who are going to the gym to get healthy are the unhealthy ones, right? The the big fat messes. They're just trying to stay out of the hospital. That's their end goal. The rest of the guys, though, it's, you know, to get pussy. And, you know, if you're working hard to achieve this uh, this uh, uh, amazing body, of course you're going to want to show it off. And what is Instagram and TikTok for? To show pictures and video. It 
just, it makes sense, really. I don't know why Mark Simpson's trying to dunk on these guys. If Mark had a good body, too, I bet you his online profile would be a shirtless pick, too. All right, uh, these men are said to use their bodies as the ultimate accessory and also enjoy tattoos and having waxed, tanned skin. Spornosexuals can often be seen wearing skinny, tight-fitting shirts with plunging necklines in order to show off their inkings or bulging muscles. The term spornosexual is a combination of the words sport, porn, and metrosexual. The rise of the metrosexual was charted in the late 90s and early noughties thanks to the likes of David Beckham and uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. They were described as men who were image conscious and weren't afraid to spend time on their looks or buy beauty products. However, this new generation of spornosexuals have combined this with wanting to have a masculine body and show it off online. Mr. Simpson says many young lads turn to transforming their bodies as a way of feeling valuable to society. Spornosexuals are who uh, incels call chads, right? Chad and spornosexual, probably interchangeable. I guess the, you know, the term spornosexual was uh, coined back in 2014. And what, we're six, seven years later now. This is all just sort of part of our world. And it's been like that for seven years. So maybe that's why I'm so perplexed by, by this being news because it's not news it's just what it's how we function as a society this is what you see on social media pretty people trying to get prettier throwing that shit in our face meanwhile i'm sitting at home trying to decide whether i should finish the last of the cheetos or break open a new bag of cheesy garlic lays potato chips did you see they brought that shit back cheesy garlic bread potato oh my I have no willpower when it comes to those special Lay's flavors. I could have ended that statement with, I have no willpower. It has nothing to do with potato chips. All right, uh, second story we have for you today. This one just happens to come from China. Oh. It is not the normal Chinese music. The stinger we use. The sound file is labeled Chinese waterfall, though, from a listener who had some bad Chinese food. So there, there's the connection. Chinese media recently reported the case of a 14-year-old boy who shocked police when he accused his father of illegal child labor, all because he had been forced to do chores around the house. What a little shithead. And I could totally see something like this happening in the United States where children are very entitled and used to getting their way, but not in China. I bet this 14-year-old boy was arrested, and now he's doing hard time working down there in the noodle mines. You know, the noodle mines of China, where all the delinquent juvies are forced to pay for their insubordination. Get up, get up, it's time for your 10-hour shift. Mining for lo mein, chung fun, yao mein. Shanghainese Nangao, all the big noodles. We need to uh, feed our people here in China. Dao Chao Main, Dai Main, Chop Chop assholes. Don't forget your axe. Because, you know, they're mining. They need their pickaxe. Chisel out those hard noodles. Anyway, the bizarre incident allegedly took place this week in Maanshan, China's Anhui province. Sick of seeing his son with his hands and eyes glued to that goddamn smartphone, 
and ignoring his homework and studies, a parent decided to give the boy a taste of life's hardships and asked him to put down the handheld and do some housework. Angry with his father making him take a break from his phone, the reportedly smartphone-addicted teenager snuck out of the house when his father wasn't paying attention and went straight to the police station. There, he proceeded to accuse his father of, quote, illegal child labor. The police officers were mm, befuddled. They were like, what? I don't understand. What exactly is your father making you do that would be considered illegal child labor? So they were like, wait, wait, wait a second. Hold on. Let's just go to your house. We want to talk to your dad. We'll get to the bottom of this. Yeah. So the police officers went home with the 14 year old boy, uh, you know, just to get a better understanding of uh, the situation. When he told the boy's father what his son had accused him of, the flabbergasted parent proceeded to explain what had happened that he simply took the boy's phone away and made him do some rather routine house chores. Sweeping, taking the trash out, you know, shit that has to be done on a regular basis in a home. Under Chinese law, housework does not constitute child labor, so, you know, the father was in the clear here. But the officer tried to find out how the boy could report his father for something that could have landed him behind bars. Turns out teenagers, no matter where they're at, in the United States, Canada, Europe, even China, they're all fucking assholes. If you are a parent of a teenager, I I feel for you, man. I'm so sorry you have to deal with this. All right. After getting no answer from the teenager about, like, why you would do this to your dad, the policeman advised his father to discipline the kid. Beat his fucking ass. It's okay to do that in China, I think. Adding that taking his smartphone away for a while seemed like a good idea. To that, the boy replied, Do you really think I only have one mobile phone? That's so naive of you. See? Asshole teenager! The story went viral on Chinese social media, with uh, many people advising the parents to have a serious talk with the child before it's too late final story we have for you today when police found an intruder at the ottawa staples up there in canada he was in a stall with his pants down and his penis up yeah it's pretty obvious what was going on right all right so he was in a stall his pants down penis up he was standing next to a miniature pony that had been tied up and lubed with massage oil. Thank you, news, for painting a vivid picture. Sometimes the news is just like, a man has been accused of bestiality with a horse. And that's all we get detail-wise. This one we know, it's a miniature pony. He was all lubed up. The pervert's dick was erect, pointing skyward. Canadian journalists know how to write a news story. Now I'm enthused. I'm so enthused. Two songs in one news story. This is a special one. Quote, I'm sorry, it's not what it looks like. Ryan Dodd, age 30, immediately told police officers, according to their notes cited at his criminal trial last week for break and enter and attempted bestiality, in which, by the way, he was found guilty of both. Oh, I wish I was the police officer responding to this call. I would let this guy explain himself. All right. I know. I see what it looks like. Can you explain 
why you're naked with an erect dick with a miniature pony that's been all lubed up. I want your story, and I want it now, and it has to explain all of these things. The police responding to the break-and-enter call early on January 5th, 2019, told them to put his pants on, and he did so. But like a true moron, he accidentally put his pants on backwards, then saying, oh my god, this is embarrassing. Oh, what a dork. Although I can understand him being uh, a little flustered at that point. All right, uh, where are we at here? Police found the smell of scented body oil overwhelming. Dodd was cooperative with arresting officers and said he had been drinking and did two lines of coke a few hours before breaking into the burn. The miniature pony, it's hair. <laughs> the miniature pony, it's hair. <laughs> I'm sorry. Fuck this news story. The miniature pony, its hair coat left greasy, smelled of perfume for days, and police noted her genitalia appeared shiny. (laughs) Yes, this is what I look for in news stories. This is great. It's got every detail I could possibly want. I'm I'm satisfied for once. Yes, shiny genitalia. I like that. Police seized an empty bottle of body oil and rope. Uh, the miniature pony had been restrained with one rope around her neck and another around her hind quarters. Like, it's so obvious what this guy was up to. How could he possibly say, officers, it's not what it lo- looks like. Like, you you tied the pony up. You basically spread it and, and lubed it. All right. Uh, police also seized a pink silicone vagina replica. <laughs> <laughs> police, police also seized a pink silicone vagina replica used for masturbation. Thank you. Uh, from the pocket of Dodd's hoodie. An examination by a vet revealed no trauma to the po- uh, pony's vaginal area or rectum. Thank God the police got there just in time. Uh, three swabs showed no semen or oil from the vagina, hamstring, or hind legs. The vet noted uh, a copious oil-perfumed substance on the rump and found that the pony's vulva was abnormally clean. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, now now there's too many details. I love that this pony fucker was a clean freak. I mean, he, he scrubbed her vulva clean. All right. Uh, yes, uh, the pony's vulva was abnormally clean, and there was no oily film palpable around the vulva lips. The prosecution proved only attempted bestiality, and Dodd's defense was that it wasn't at all what it looked like, and he had broken into the barn to only masturbate, and in fact had brought his own replica vagina. Well, that's true. He did bring the replica vagina. The medical examination also showed no sexual assault, Dodd, who did not testify in his own defense, probably a good idea, was found guilty of attempted bestiality. Yeah, I mean, you lubed up a horse. You cleaned its vulva. We know what you wanted to do. Police who responded within 15 minutes of the call found Dodd's Chevy pickup truck parked a couple hundred meters down the road from the burn. The engine was still hot. Dodd was a private in the Army and worked as a vehicle technician joined the Canadian Armed Forces in January 2013 and was released in February 2017. On the morning he was arrested, just after 3 a.m., Dodd told police that he had been dishonorably discharged from the military in 2017 
Dodd will be subjected to a sexual behavior assessment while he awaits sentencing and is expected to appeal the case later this year. So there you go. That is what's happening in your world today, freaks. Do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. I love it when one of those news stories really makes me laugh hard and lose my shit. It doesn't happen often because I feel like I've, I've read it all at this point. Occasionally, though, something will strike me as hilarious, like it did today. Oiled up vulva got to me. Uh, love to hear from you, freaks. And there are many ways to contact the show. A show at distortedview.com. That's my email address. Voicemail line for you, 206-666-4463. I'm all over social media at Distorted View on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook.com slash Distorted View Show. Uh, and youtube.com slash distorted view show for all the ways to contact me. Check out our website, distortedview.com. Uh, all that information uh, is, uh, I don't know where it's at on our website. There's a contact section. Show notes has a lot of that. All right, let's check in with some patrons today. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, yes, I do follow you on the TikTok. I just seen a video. Oh, yeah, I mentioned that I do have a TikTok account. My username is distorted view. I, I don't really do too much with it. I think I've posted one video, and it was like a clip of uh, our Mead interview. Yes, yes, I do follow you on the TikTok. I just seen a video of a child getting chased by a bird on a scooter. Oh, yeah. And the child was screaming in and, and agony and in pain. And yes. Did it show that I liked that video? Like, I hearted it? I... I think, yes, that's why I follow you on the TikTok. How's it going, Unicorn Hands? You can see what I like on TikTok. That's dangerous. Just checking in. A lot of gay shit, I'm sure. I had to call because it's Friday. Actually, uh, my bad. It's Saturday. Saturday, and I just listened to Friday's show, and you were on fucking fire at the end of the week. You started the show off with a clip of, I don't know what it was. Uh, personally, I like it when you play the... Black Friday, you know. Oh, yeah. And Boston. Hey, y'all, it's Black Friday. Whatever. I need to find some more of those black exploitation films so we can bring back uh, uh, Black Friday. I just need the trailers for, for black exploitation One of those films. 70s porn trailers. I don't know. Yeah. They're hilarious. I enjoy them. Today, don't know what the fuck that was, but it was entertaining. That's a good thing that you're doing your you know, putting a little preview of what are you, what is the listener coming? Like, what are you going to... Ex- what the fuck are you talking about? Expect for new listeners. So, good oh. job on that, Timmy. Boom. Have a good... Friday's show was Sideshow exclusive, though. So, um, as for new listeners, <laughs> I don't, they didn't get to hear... What, how did I start? I don't, I don't even remember what I did on Friday. Here is Friday's, the beginning of Friday's show. <laughs> Hey, freaks, it's Wednesday, July 21st, 2020. Wait, that's not right. That was Wednesday's show. Holy fuck. What am I doing here? I don't have that. Uh, uh, bear with me, freaks. I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm just going to power through, as they say. You know, the 20th. Freaks, it's Friday, July 23rd, 2021. Coming up on the program today, uh-huh, uh-huh. sipping on special buzz juice while jerking off with my homies. Uh-huh. Plus, giving yourself a stroke in every sense of the word. And the Supreme Court chronic masturbator strikes again. It is a jack-off heavy episode of DV, and it all starts now. God, I'm so good at those intros. God damn. How could you not want to listen to that podcast? 
I got these niggas in my mansion saying it's gay to suck dick. Like I told you, check me out right there, right here. Yeah, just a, oh, it's just a black dude talking about how it's not gay to suck dick, which I'm pretty sure we've we've used as an intro before. Whatever. Okay. Well, that was a waste of time. But th- I'm glad you enjoyed the intro to DV. Hey, Tim. It's Edgelord Trash here. Uh, I guess I should apologize for making fun of your health the other day because. I am currently en route to no. the urgent care. See, see what happens when you make fun of me? To get myself checked out because I found blood in my cum. Uh, a couple. Wait, th- blood in blood in your cum? Is that what you said? Um, blood in- to get myself checked out because I found blood in my cum. Is that an urgent? I I really don't understand what urgent care is for. I know, like, if you have a sore throat or you think you might have strep throat or, like, the flu or pneumonia or something, you can go to urgent care and, and they'll hook you up, like, broken arm. or But that's all I know what urgent care is good for. If you're having a heart attack, <laughs> don't go to urgent care. Don't do what I did. Trying to save some money. Let me just tell you something. Hey, the, the bills for my emergency room are starting to roll in. There are so many things people get upset about when it comes to health care and going to the doctor and the outrageous health care premiums, all that shit. I get it. I'm sorry. I have indigestion. It's, it's making me so worked up. Here's an easy thing that uh, the government could do to help. Make it a law. Like, if you go to the emergency room, I just want one bill. I want one bill that lists everything. But, you know, what I owe. I'm sick of this shit where, like, I went to the emergency room, I get a bill, and then a day later, I get another bill, and then a day later, I get another bill, all from, like, different people, right? I got a bill that was literally from, you know, from the my emergency room stay, and then I get another bill because I had a chest x-ray done, and then I got another bill because the doctor who was on call actually works for another hospital, so that hospital, like his practice, then billed me. I was there for two hours. It's fucking ridiculous. Also, even though I gave them my insurance card, and I will have you know, I am up to date on my payments for my health insurance. It's not like I'm behind or they've canceled my coverage. For some reason, they fucked up, and uh, it says that I, it appears that I do not have health insurance. Now, here's the thing. Apparently, I have shitty health insurance. I thought I thought I was paying a, a pretty penny for decent health insurance. When it comes to the emergency room, they pay fucking zero until I uh, hit the deductible amount, which is like $5,000. And I don't even know what they consider emergency room charges. Because, again, I'm getting bills from all over the fucking place. I got an emergency room, but, but like, so, like, my chest x-rays, would that be... Would that be covered under my insurance? Because that's not really an emergency room thing, but it was because I was at the emergency room. My main bill that I owe, what is it, $1,600 on? Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, eighteen over $1,800. I owe, I owe $1,800. Uh, but because they said I didn't have insurance because I'm uninsured, according to them, um, they basically gave me a credit of over $1,200. They call it a self-pay discount for being uninsured. So instead of paying, having to pay like $3,000, I only have to pay $1,800. Now, if I go back and I tell them, oh, I actually have insurance, they're going to take that self-pay discount away. But will my insurance cover any of this because it's all emergency room? Like, I just don't know what, what's, what the best way to go is. 
should I tell them I actually have insurance? Or should I not and get this self-pay discount? You know what I'm saying? It's all fucking bullshit. Here's what's going to end up happening. I'm not going to pay any of my medical bills. Let it go to fucking collections. There. <laughs> Problem solved. Ting. Hey, Teddy Boo. This is uh, Diaper Boo Good Boy again. Um, one of your $50 patrons and sideshow freaks here. Wow. I mean, can we just take a moment to honor you? Thank you so much. He's a sideshow freak. He's not just a, a patron. He's a $50 a month patron. Thank you so much. I mean, you guys know, or you should, many of you know, the whole reason why I initially set up the Patreon thing was because I was starting to see a dip in, like, Sideshow memberships, and I was worried that I was going to be broke soon. And, well, I, yeah, I wasn't worried that I was going to be totally broke, but I was, I was worried about that. And so I thought, well, I could either do one of two things, raise Sideshow membership prices, which you know, might give me more money, but it will also keep other people who wanted to sign up for the sideshow from signing up because then they thought maybe it's too much money if I raised it to fucking $10 a month or something like that. I've always wanted to try to keep it as uh, as inexpensive as possible, but then there, there have been people over the years who said, you know, I would like to support you even further because, you know, $6 a month isn't that much and I can afford it. And, you know, they think DV is worth it, which is so nice. Uh, so that's why I set up the Patreon account, and I tried to offer some extra perks and stuff like that. And so uh, guys like this are just uh, so generous. Thank you. I've been going back and listening to the archives, and I'm really enjoying the nostalgia of it. Because, like I said, it's been about four or five years since the last time I've listened to you. You know, life got in the way, things happened. But, you know, as soon as I got back listening to your podcast, I re-upped yeah. and redid a new Slideshow. Only thing that I wish you had on these archives is a little bit more from the old, uh, what is it, the Tell Me days? Oh. That's actually how I got introduced to you. Yeah, so obviously before Distorted View Daily started, I uh, years before I was doing like a little five-minute show, a lot of you people know about the Tell Me program, uh, a lot of those shows are gone. I have no idea where they're at. I hope that they're floating around an old hard drive somewhere around the house, and I can track it down one day, pull them off. I have some episodes, a few, but I would say I did the Tell Me show for what, a year and a half, two years? So, I mean, I I can't tell you exactly how many shows uh, there, there should be, but I would guess around four or 500. If any of you, and I don't know how you would have these, if any of you people were longtime listeners of the show and um, saved the episodes back when, you know, from 2001, 2002 or whatever, get in contact with me because I, uh, I desperately want them. I will, I will put them up on the sideshow. And I will continue to look for those uh, old shows. And, uh, you know, what? as a matter of fact, I found some more, but I, they may have been ones that I've already posted. I'll have to go through the sideshow and, and see what we have. When I was in the Marine Corps, uh, one of my Marine Corps buddies showed me that. And what we used to do is uh, we'd go into the staff sergeant's desk on one of those big old phones with the big speakers in it and call the line and he'd punch in. The, I think it was like a five-digit extension or something yeah. like that. And we'd sit there and listen to the shows as they came out. Aww. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you have more of them or is that all you have? But, yeah, I just kind of wish you had more to tell me. Because it's, it's really neat listening to when you first started with these little eight-minute episodes. And you sounded very kind of reserved and yes. very not shy, but kind of, eh, you weren't your loud, boisterous uh, way. 
that yeah. you are now. Well, but it's just nice to listen how the show has evolved. And I, I was very unsure of myself. <laughs> and given from, I didn't know what the hell I was doing back then. Four years ago to listening now, like yeah, it's still all shit. Thank you. But it's good quality shit now, and it sounds better. So, yeah, just figured I'd call. Well, I'm glad to have you back as a listener, and wow, you've been with me a long time. I do have the very first episode of the show, and I've played clips of it on uh, the podcast here, and I'm not going to do it today because I can't deal with that. I, I absolutely hate the way I sound, and uh, I just, I hate me back then. <laughs> Timmy Boots, Sideshow member, DJC, calling up uh, just... Uh, just beating my meat here to your awesome, awesome audio uh, for us uh, masturbators there, Gooner Baiters. Oh, yes, I did a, uh, I don't remember if it was on a Sideshow exclusive episode or not, but I um, recorded my own Gooner Bait session, uh, Gooner Bait training video. I had a quick question for you, Timmy Boo. What Naughty. is the craziest sex act you have ever been involved in? Oh. Just curious. Uh, I've got some good stories, uh, one including a girl who I was picked up in a bar and was fucking. And, uh, I've done that in, in the bar. A, a picture fell off her wall, slammed her right in the top of the forehead. Uh, <laughs> another one, there was this gutter slut that I was banging for a little while. And uh, she um, was not doing it for me that night, so I was watching porn on the laptop. And I had it on the nightstand, and I was fucking her from behind doggy style. And I actually took the laptop and put it right on her back. And I was just fucking her. It was great. She was, we were both hammered. But um, <laughs> just wanted to see if you had any crazy sex stories, Timmy. None like that. I'm, I'm, I'm too respectful. All the stuff I've done is just very, you know, it's, it's like everyone's done it. In the car, in a movie theater. You know, it's just been like, oh, like those type of places. I don't think I've ever banged a gutter slut, as you call them. Uh, that is all the time we have on this edition of the show. I want you guys to email me. Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you. 206-666-4463. That's 206-666-4463. Oh, God. Oh, the prolapse. Spread the distortion. STD, tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to rate us and review us wherever you can criticize podcasts. I will see you back tomorrow if and only if you're Sideshow members. Great time to sign up, superfreaksideshow.com. Otherwise, I'll see you back on Wednesday. Until then, have a great day. Bye, everybody. Hi, guys. Hillary here. I hope you're looking for a great time. Do you wake up horny? I do. I always want to touch myself. Won't you please call me so we can come together? We can play the guessing game. You have to guess what I have in my pussy. <laughs> Let's fuck. Let's play around. Call me. I'll be waiting. Bye. This has been another excellent podcast from the Scribe Media Group. Learn more at scribe.net.